Welcome to the Wealth Academy podcast. Wealth is more than just money, where you will hear leading professionals share expert advice on how to become financially free, generate wealth, and legacy wealth. If you want to discover how to enhance your money mindset through strategies, tools, and techniques, then this is the podcast for you. Your host, Paul Lawrence Van, is a financial coach, two-time number one international best-selling author, course creator, and he has been assisting clients to enhance their understanding of money management to become debt-free, discover ways to build wealth, and to generate legacy wealth for over 18 years. Will you be next? Here is your host, Paul Lawrence Van. Great day, great day, everyone. I'm your host, Paul Lawrence Van. I host Wealth Academy podcast, and of course, today is a special Veterans Day broadcast, and I'm bringing on four veterans, and this is the second veteran. His name is Kevin R. Richardson. I wanted to give a shout out to him right now, and then we'll proceed. Kevin, how are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing great, sir. Thank you for allowing me to be a part of this great moment in time and to share with uh, other veterans and to uh, say happy Veterans Day to all of the veterans, those who are serving, have served, and even those who have already paid the ultimate sacrifice. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> totally. And, and again, you know, we want to wish everyone a happy Veterans Day. And we also want to extend it to the family because I used to work in family readiness. And one of the things mm-hmm. I learned is that families also serve, even though they're not in the combat or they're not on the duty station, but they serve as well. So we want to thank them too. And we're going to get into some really great things with Kevin because he has a background that's just out of sight. And uh, he and I served together for many, many years uh, there in the Pentagon and the Air National Guard. And so we're going to cover a lot of different aspects. We're glad that you could be with us and uh, get your notepad out because you're going to learn a lot right now. (laughs) Okay, Kevin, so welcome uh, to Wealth Academy podcast and on this special Veterans Day broadcast. What was the inspiration for you joining the Air Force or the Air National Guard? If you could share that with the viewers and listeners. If I could try to sum it up, I had first first of all, it was it was family. My I later found out that my father had served in the Air Force from 1954 to 58. His brother okay. under him also did a career, a retired master sergeant as an Air Force in the Air Force. And then uh, one of his brother-in-laws. Uh-huh. Uh, was also retired chief master sergeant United States Air Force, and then other family members who had spent time in other branches of the service. Yes. Uh, growing up in the city of Washington, D.C., I had several classmates whose parents were uh, military-minded, uh, particularly two, again, were uh, fathers were chief master sergeants retired. Okay. And then, uh, uh, as we said, off uh, offline before we came on the show, a very dear friend to me who we've been yes. friends now for 50 years, uh, we were going to join the Air Force in the buddy program, but uh-huh. uh, some things changed. But eventually I did come in because I was so enamored by the Air Force. Sure. And also while a teenager, I was in the uh, Civil Air Patrol, which is yeah. an auxiliary. That's a nice program, too. Absolutely. Very so nice. those were the things that kind of inspired me to come in the Air Force. Okay, fantastic. Yeah, that Civil Air Patrol. Uh, there was an individual in the uh, in the National Guard Bureau who led that program of late through bowling. Air Force Base. Yeah, and he 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 uh he was a civilian, but he was with that program for quite a while. But it, it was a wonderful program too, and gets you into that aviation sphere. Absolutely. Right? So fantastic. But it's great to see that you have family members and relatives and, and colleagues that were part of the Air Force. You have a strong family tradition. Pretty much. Very strong. And we still yeah. 
we still have family behind me that are still serving as we speak in, oh, the, in, in all in all of the components of the military oh wonderful wonderful congratulations thank you sir so what did um your family say when you made that decision that hey you know i'm going to join the air force they might have already known since it's more of a tradition but what did they say actually when you actually made that decision to actually do it honestly they didn't really uh, say much uh, ironically and I, I left out one my younger brother Sure. Three three years my junior, he joined the United States Marines prior to me. He joined, I mean, he, he didn't even wait to get graduate high school. Okay. Uh, he joined the Marine Corps. So with me going in, then later finding out that my father also was a Marine from 50 to 54 okay. and ended up back and ended up in the Air Force 54 to 58. Right. Uh, it was kind of an okay thing, but mm -hmm. my story was a little bit different because when I joined the Air Force, I was I had just got married. Uh, I had a child on the way, and unfortunately, I had lost my job three days earlier before I went to the recruiter's office. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I, lost, I lost the job due to a uh, drawdown in the government. And, you know, last hired was first fired. So, yeah. So that's, that was inspiration by itself. <laughs> <laughs> the timing, it's all about that timing. Absolutely. <laughs> that's fantastic. Uh, let's talk about um, basic training. A lot of people viewing or listening may not know what that's like for people who have never been in there. But what was basic training like for you? Because that's a very unique experience. And if you could share that with us a bit as well. For 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 those of you who 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 are not military uh, oriented, and and you watch a lot of the military movies that depict basic training scenes. Uh, back in the time that you and I came in, most of those were relatively true. Yes, yes, they were. <laughs> my, my, my help was a very dear friend of mine that I just mentioned a year ago, I mean, a moment ago, uh, that we were friends for 50 years. Uh, he and his late cousin joined prior. So I used to hear their stories, and vicariously, I made mental notes that by the time I went to basic training, I was prepared for what happened. I was 21, get ready to turn 22 when I went in. So I had already had a, a semi-expectation, but, but for me, basic training was an experience that really helped to reformulate my overall mindset and worldview. Yeah. Usually you come in with a limited worldview. If you're from, you know, uh, urban America, uh -huh. you come in with that mind, mindset. If you come in from rural America, you have a different mindset. Exactly. So basic training tries to bring all people of all backgrounds together to not change where you came from, yeah. but to propel you for where you're moving forward to. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, uh, I believe the basic training application gave us the tools we needed, not only for what we were preparing for during our time in the military, whether you did a few years or a career, but it helped you, I believe, to, again, shape you for even beyond military service. That's that's yeah. what it was like for me. Yeah. And where, where did you attend your uh, basic training? Uh, my basic training was at Lackland Air Force Base. Oh, yeah. Yes, Lackland. I've been there. And, 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 and it was, believe me, it was an eye-opening experience because I went during a time that a, a, a noted comedian made jokes about Texas. Exactly. And, and at that time, all of my friends were saying the same thing. Man, you don't want to go to Texas because of what was said <laughs> by the, that particular comedian. And uh -huh. 
I just I just went in with an open mind. I went in with an open, uh, basically I went in open to see what I could receive that sure. I could clean. And 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 again, there there were challenges. Uh, uh-huh. Let's be real. Getting up at five a.m. Or, or as you said, old dark thirty. Don't know people, my people, people don't even know what you're talking about right there. You know? <laughs> I, I, I just went through that experience right now. Because <laughs> <laughs> once you've been thought, you never forget. you'll never forget it. I remember those mornings and those mornings where because you, you had to get up early and you had to march to every place you and went. There was no us. And, and all of that. So it was, right. but it, it taught you a, a camaraderie that if you played sports, yeah. you kind of get the idea. It mm-hmm. learned to take your individualism out of the matter and bring you into a camaraderie of individuals to work as a team. Yes. And yes. that's what it taught you teamwork, mm-hmm. literally. Yeah, teamwork to make that dream work. You got that right. <laughs> well, Kevin, you took me back to basic training. Many a time. Oh yeah. Now and then, when you finish your uh, basic training, what was your first uh, duty assignment? Uh, After basic training, I left uh, uh, Lackland Air Force Base. I I had to go through training school first, what we call tech school in the Air Force. Right. Was then Lowry Air Force Base, which is you know now uh, uh, Denver, Colorado, no longer existent. Yeah. And then I landed at Carswell Air Force Base, which is now the Naval uh, Joint Force the Reserve Joint Base, yeah. Fort Worth, Texas. But uh-huh. at that time, it was a, a base under the Strategic Air Command. Correct. And we yeah. had 52 aircraft in case air, uh, KC-135 tanker, ref, uh, tanker aircraft. Yeah. I was assigned as a bomb loader on uh, the B-52 aircraft. Okay. Yeah. Bomb loader. Bomb loader. BB Oh, yeah. Nukem yeah. to the globe because that's what I did. I was I, I loaded nukes on B-52s. Uh, mm-hmm. It was it was an experience that I to this very day was one that I cherish uh, in my memory in my life's memory uh, because I I enjoyed working that aircraft. I enjoyed working with the people that I was with. Even though I have to admit and 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 let's be real, there will be times you will have challenges just like we have in our in our in our total culture in our total society. Uh, everybody's not going to always agree with you because of you, but exactly. overall, the assignment was one that I relish to this very day. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Now, let me ask you this question, because you've got things going on in my mind now. When we talk basic training, what is the first military uh, Air Force? Aircraft you ever flew? First military aircraft I flew on, flew on was an EC-135. Okay, gotcha. I think that's what the AWACS. Yeah. Uh, we had so a, a Tinker, Tinker Air Force Base out of Oklahoma. Yeah. I, I, ironically, we had one come in. Uh, mm-hmm. I can't remember the reason. And they allowed a few of us an incentive flight on it. And and as soon as it took off, uh-huh. a, 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 a live mission came up. So they had to immediately drop us back off and okay. it kept going the mission. But yeah. I believe that was the first military aircraft uh-huh. I actually flew on, was an AWACS yeah. yeah. After um, I got off the Greyhound bus from North Carolina going to Dover, Delaware for basic training, I flew on the C 5, the first aircraft. Yeah. <laughs> And they flew us. They were trying to be funny. They flew us over Bermuda, and you know all the things you think about Bermuda planes. Oh my! I think I lost ten pounds that day. We flew. (laughs) I was so nervous. 
Yeah, yeah, because if you're not familiar what they, you know, and, and you know now as I know, they do that to scare us to, to help us to understand that we have to rely on everybody who's with us. Yes. That even though we go to what we think is a fearful place, uh -huh. somebody uh -huh. has, as we said in the military term, we know that somebody has our six. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we got got to be covered. Yes, sir. So yes, that, sir. that's a, a very wonderful experience that you had there. And I know one you'll never forget. <laughs> no, sir. Not, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> so let's look a little bit at now. Um, being a U.S. veteran, I was listening to a news report today, and they said now there are 19 million of us wow. in a worldwide. Wow. And so what is it like for you being a U.S. veteran at this time? Well, I, I feel honored to be uh, considered among this fraternal, uh -huh. this fraternity, if you will. Exactly. Even though we do have also, we have women included mm -hmm. in this. Um, to me, it's an honor. And, and again, um, I, I, I still have to rest on the, the shoulders of those who paved the way before us. Exactly. Men, men, the women, and even culturally speaking, those individuals who had to endure uh, the, the, the challenges that, that, that brought equality to our modern day military. Exactly. So now to be a veteran, um, I, it gives me... Um, I, we are now in a place, in, in it's not a physical place, but in the halls of those who, who gave the ultimate sacrifice because the thing as a veteran, what people don't realize, we, we had to give up a lot. Exactly. We've had challenges even with family and some of us even had other challenges because of that. Exactly. Uh, yeah. But as a veteran, I feel that um, I, I was one of those who felt the call of my country to serve. Yes. Uh, um, and 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 I, I I pray and hope that I did just that to 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 a country that while things go on we do what we do so that those those who have never been there could live the lives they have can have the freedoms that they have and even if they don't agree they can protest their exactly you know to their cause for sure for yeah. sure yeah that that's a wonderful perspective of it i want to kind of share a story with you sure uh, i was uh one day i was looking on the computer and i saw this thing that hey you know oprah radio is looking to interview a guest mm -hmm. and um and the question was what is it like to be an american and the host for that show was dr maya angelou oh and so she interviewed me with that question and we got on the interview. Everything turned out great. She said, oh, I got goosebumps. Just listen to what you were talking, you were, you were telling me. And I was like, I had goosebumps too, which was shocking because she and I did not know this was happening until she mentioned, then I mentioned. I said, yeah, I did too. You know, right. Dr. Maya Angelou. And so for you, Kevin, I'm going to ask you that question the same way Dr. Maya Angelou asked. What is it like to be an American for you? Wow. To be an American... Um not my culture, but just to be a straight American. Exactly. Um, it took me a greater, it took me to be stationed in England, uh, 89, 92, that I saw my country from a different lens. Sure. And to know that I have hand in what our country is about to provide uh, life, liberty, and a pursuit of happiness, to provide freedoms yeah. to, to millions of people who, like myself, uh -huh. uh, 
just want to do the right thing for themselves and for their families. Uh, to to put my life on the line that others uh, may 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 have. Uh, a, a Bible verse says it like this: No greater love has this that no that a man would lay down his life for his friend. Yes. That, that, wow. That's to me sums up what being an American is, particularly a service person exactly. and an American at the same time. Exactly. That's wonderful. See, that's a goosebump response right there. Right there. <laughs> because you're you're right on point. You're right on point. Now, what I want to share right now, this question I'm gonna pose to Kevin is this. And uh Kevin has talked about going through basic training, serving on active duty. He's had commanders in chief, but now Kevin is serving a commander in chief now that is the most powerful in all the universe. In fact, this commander in chief created the whole world. <laughs> Kevin, let's talk about that. You're a bishop. Let's talk about what that's like. Now, that's to me is powerful right there. Well, it's 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 the, the it's 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 ironic that we're having this conversation. It was because of the military I entered in the ministry. Okay. Uh, back in 1982, while I was at my first duty assignment, okay, I ended up pastoring a church, my first church, while I was in the United Kingdom in 1989 and 1992. Okay. Was that uh, at Melvin Hall, uh, Bentwaters? Was RAF, uh, Royal Air Force Base, RAF Bentwaters. Okay, uh, Bentwaters, yeah. Uh -huh. I've been out there before. I, and, and those who are familiar with it, we called it the Cripple Creek. Exactly. So, um, I, I, and believe me, uh, it was because of that that God had showed me some things. Now, I've never thought about being a bishop, never desired to be a bishop. But mm -hmm. uh, eight years ago, I was I, I I was asked to leave the church and a, a fellowship of churches that I was serving mm -hmm. to help out a new fellowship that started ten years ago. Sure. And through that process, the prior, uh, presiding bishop of that fellowship first made me an overseer and mm -hmm. serving in some other capacities, uh, reminiscent of what some of the areas I served later in my Air Force career. And then uh, on August 2019, mm -hmm. I was actually consecrated a bishop yes, in I that, that. That, that organization, that yes. church body to where I'm serving as the third in line of succession to become the presiding bishop, if it so become that. But it, we, 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 we serve a, a fellowship of church, like-minded churches around the country and world, but uh -huh. also I'm part of a, a larger ecumenical uh, body of believers where I also serve in uh -huh. that, that as well. Ah, wonderful, wonderful. Because I, I know I have been following you on Facebook and I would see that I was like, oh my God. Mm -hmm. and I, literally that's what I meant. Oh my God. Right. That is something. And again, you know, you've served in the United States Air Force, the Air National Guard, and then you've been of service to Almighty God, which is just, uh, you know, no one can test that. No sir. No sir. <laughs> test that. No, and uh let's talk also and congratulations on that by the way. Thank you again. So let's talk about the books now, because you have some books behind you, and I want people to know, learn about them, and learn more about your books. Well, do you this, have one to show us, or this time last year, uh huh, I, it, it was five years in the making because I had a bunch of notes around, and a friend of mine about early last year kept saying, "All those notes, why don't you put out a book?" So last November of last year, this uh -huh. first came out in entitled so you want to title 
Yeah. Why is everybody so hung up on them? Uh-huh. And and I felt the call because there were some things that needed to be spoken about and spoken to that I didn't see anything out there on. Uh-huh. So that book has been out about a year. And just today, uh-huh. another uh, uh, co-laborer of ours or comrade in arms of ours, sure. uh, 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 the Master Sergeant retired Michelle Irby Johnson, uh-huh. Of, of we served together in the one thirteenth uh, fighter yeah. wing in the DC guard. Right, right. And, um, you, I think you would know of her as well. Yeah, I do. I she, do. She, yeah. she reached out to at least uh, um, twelve of us and several other individuals. You, you will know, uh-huh. and we became co-authors to a book that just recently came out today. In oh, Tom- wonderful! Roots and Roots the stories of trials, tragedy, triumph, and transition. That's wonderful. Exactly. Yeah. And um, um, in it, I, I, I submitted a compilation entitled Plans and Purpose. It's yeah. kind of a, 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 a snippet of my, my autobiography of uh-huh. which how I got through the military and in the ministry as well. And that, yeah. that particular chapter is my, my, my contribution to the work. Uh, it, it, it's a book about uh, individuals of their, of their coming through. Through, yeah. and what for some their lives after the military so it, it's it's written by military personnel many, many of them who are um, um i believe most of them are now retired veterans uh-huh. uh one or two that are still actively serving today sure so, and that's a blessing in itself yes sir yes sir yeah sure. you know uh, you and i both know that service is not for everyone military no, service is not for everyone no, but those who do serve is such a unique and special uh, opportunity for them and for the country as well. So exactly. congratulations on that. And you have these two books. Do you have any more? Do you have any I, in the making? I, I do, but if you want to reach, you can reach out to me at okay. K, uh, I'll, I'll say it, spell it out for you. K-R Okay. R-I-C-H Okay. The number 60 Okay. at gmail.com Okay. At gmail.com okay. Yes. Let me make sure I cut that. I have K-R, let's see, let me get the K-R again, please. Yeah, it should be K-R Rich. Okay. Six zero. Okay. At gmail.com. Got it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I missed something. And okay, I'm going to definitely, uh, definitely reach out. All right. Get get those books. And sure. Sure. I, I tell you, that that is really amazing. And at this time, is there anything else you'd like to share? You can feel free to do it right now here on this beautiful uh, Veterans Day. Well, I, for me, you asked me in the latter part uh, about my being in the ministry. To me, the uh-huh. military was a ministry, first and foremost, to myself. Yes. Uh, and it prepared me for ministry, uh, to which one of my latter two assignments, one of the, the first one was uh-huh. when I met you, I was serving as the chief of protocol for the directors of the Air National Guard. Exactly. Uh, uh, one was a two star. The third, then the final one I served was a three star, the son uh-huh. of the Happy James. Right. Yeah. And because of that, it postured me in a in a dual setting where I was doing uh, 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 protocol in the military, but I was also doing protocol in the church, not the local church, but sure. the larger church function, which I still yeah. do now. And uh, I'm I'm a part of what's called the Joint College of Bishops, uh, okay. headquartered out of. Uh, Cleveland, Ohio, to which I had just now been um, um, uh, chosen to serve as the dean of its adjutant's academy, which oh, deals with protocol. Yeah. 
So, so I believe the military for me, while I know people who have served in the military, some did a few years, and even some who did careers like you and myself have uh -huh. cursed the military. Yeah. I looked at the military as a blessing for me. Me too. A little me boy too. coming out of the hood of Washington, D.C., uh -huh. hard-headed, thinking he knew better, but yet mm -hmm. through the power of God and the, and the, and the, and the, the life of the military, it has humbled me to a place to look at, again, uh, uh, things from a wider worldview, and uh -huh. I really appreciate my time with it. Uh, another dear friend of mine who also did a career asked me a question once. Had I known then what I know now, what would I have done differently? I would have jumped, and the, thing, the response was I would have jumped in immediately after high school. Because yeah. it was a four-year gap before I actually joined the Air Force. Exactly. Yeah, that that is wonderful. And I, I tell you, I'm, I'm like you when people ask me, well, what was that like? They think a lot of times when they see these TV shows that that's real, real but it's not like that at all. The basic training was for us, but but the overall experience was not. And I, I tell people, I said, they said, what was it like for you? I said, it's the best experience. I said, I had more fun in the Air Force than anybody. I, that's what I tell people. Because yes, I did. <laughs> yes, sir, I did. I did. I, I don't I don't think I could have had this much fun and stayed out of out of a lot of trouble right. had it been for the Air Force. Exactly. Uh, uh, people don't realize that there is a blessing in it. Um there you know, is. I know the fear is always if you join the military, you're going off the war. Well, you when you leave your neighborhood, depending on where you live in America, yeah, you walk yeah. out your door and enter a war zone. So um, exactly, that's very true. Very poison. true. I hate to use that word, but pick your poison. But yeah. but to me, it was a great experience. And 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 my last assignment was, and you knew this too. I oversaw youth programs around the country. So right. yeah. for me, that was the highlight of watching children being benefited by what we were able to provide, and for for that uh, segment of our our, 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 our country, uh -huh. they didn't see, other than the uniform, they didn't see what everybody was Yeah, exactly. but they didn't see what everybody I'm familiar everybody with that program. I'm familiar right. with that program because I remember I was working on Capitol Hill and it came up and gave a presentation on it. Yes, sir. Yes, the sir. House Armed Services Committee, I remember that. Yes, and met the people and everything. Because they had it in all states. Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and to me, it, that, that was a blessing because it showed a segment of our country uh -huh. that while we prepare for war, sure. we also provide something uh -huh. else for our communities around yeah. the country. And, and, to, and to me, that was, that was the greatest joy for me. Absolutely. And of course, with the Air National Guard, they have a lot of uh, tours where they go out and they provide construct, construction. They send out engineers. They might have some people from the medical field going out uh, doing sure. some work. So sure. um, all the services they kind of come together and they they provide outreach. Absolutely, absolutely. Yes, yes. So that that's fantastic. But uh, one thing I want to let people know is that I've known you for quite a few years. The last time we saw each other, we were at the car show before absolutely. the pandemic hit. Absolutely, <laughs> I was with my kids. And I see Kevin, I say, hey, Kevin, how you doing? I'll be talking to him, getting into another car. My kids getting in there. We're taking pictures and all. Right. And, uh, you know, we were going through this pandemic. And Kevin, I, I know for a fact that it's for, for a reason. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not happen chance. No, 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 it's not. And, and, and one of the things, like you just mentioned, I, I'm grateful for you and others who I've served over my career 
And I'm thankful even more so to social media that I'm able to reach back to talk to many of those who I've served with from I'm, I'm all the way from my basic training days to my latter days before up to my retirement. Many of us stay in communication to this very day. And, and we check on each other. We, we we encourage one another because again, like I shared again, we're we're part of a fraternity yes. that a lot of people won't always understand. And if exactly. I can say this, if, if time will allow me, yes, time, I, time While I was in the Air National Guard with the state unit, uh -huh. uh, the job that I had, there was only four veterans that were part of that function. Right. And we understood there was two of us that were Gulf War veterans and there were two that were Vietnam veterans. Uh -huh. And then, ironically, it's five. And there was one that was even a World War II vet. Okay. Or a Korean vet. I can't remember which one. Yeah. But when we got together, we, we understood, even though we came with different different theaters, we exactly. still understood and we had a camaraderie. But there were times we had to remind ourselves in the, in the general group uh -huh. Many of them did not care for hearing what we would talk about. Exactly. Uh, I've, I've experienced that too. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 and a lot of times it, it, it hurt when they said it because sure. what I said earlier, we provided a yeah. freedom that they don't it understand. Allowed them to do what they do. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, we put ourselves on the line to afford you to do what you do. And you don't realize you have that privilege because if it wasn't for you, if it wasn't for others like ourselves who, who put our time in. Exactly. Whether you did four, six, eight, ten, or a career, uh -huh. we put our time in so that others could do what they do. Yeah, and that, that's what the people from the NBA, the NFL, and Major League Baseball, they're saying that too. They know. Yeah. Without yeah. the military, they wouldn't be able to do what they do. And, and yeah, because now we understand. I believe 9-11 kind of changed that to understand exactly. that really the, the flag that you sleep under at night. Sure. Exactly. You get to sleep and under it at night because of us. Exactly. Exactly. If it wasn't that's very us, important. The flag. <laughs> yeah, that's very important. Uh -huh. I think a lot of people lose sight of that. And again, it's because they haven't had that experience. Sure. It's fine to have a lot of money, be a millionaire. That's fine. And but if you don't want to serve, you can't really criticize someone else that sure. did work. Sure. But but you can't you can't uh, build a business or you can't become that millionaire without protection from their your, your government and national mm -hmm. defense. You can't mm -hmm. do it. And Absolutely. that's why we all pay taxes. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that was fantastic. Thank so, uh, Kevin Richardson, thank you so much for being our honored guest today. And uh, I have this block. I just had a block with a former classmate, having with a colleague, yeah. and I have one coming up with uh, Celeste Dunstan Powell. She's an Army vet. She's also from my hometown. We went to the same high school together. And then I'll finish up with Eldana Lewis Fernandez. She's out in California, but she's doing some great work. She was also an Air Force veteran as well. She retired from the Air Force. Great, great. Uh, I'm honored. And, and you, I want you all to know that you all are making my day. <laughs> this is beautiful, man. Thank, no, thank you. I'm, I'm honored to, to spend this, this time with you and your audience to, yeah. to just share my, my little piece of what uh, um, um, for this day, being Veterans Day, what it's like to be a veteran. Again, yes. I think I'm grateful to be counted among the many. Yes. And, and again, uh, on it because again, you and I, like you said earlier, we we yes. got we got a long history exactly. of that connection and and that connection, and even yes. 
you know, after post career, we still have that connection. So I am grateful and I thank you for allowing me to just spend this time with you and your audience. Yes, yes. And I thank you as well, Kevin. Thank you and thank God and continue doing what you're doing, making those positive contributions to people in your capacity as a bishop. Yes, sir. Outreach with the, with the greater body of, of which you serve. And of course, you serve an almighty God. So that's, that's the most powerful, most wonderful of all. Thank you. All right. Thank all you right. so much. And for all the viewers and the listeners, uh, those who are listening on the archive a little bit later, thank you all so much. And let's give a salute to Kevin Richardson for serving us and happy Veterans Day to you, my friend. Thank you, sir. All right. This is going to take care of it. I'll see you on the next uh, episode and interview with Celesta Dunstan Powell. I'll see you at 6 p.m. Thank Thanks you. for listening to Wealth Academy Podcast. Please subscribe and rate this episode on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. To get you or someone you know assessed for Paul's online financial freedom courses or money coaching, in addition to resources associated with this podcast, email paul at info at paulvanspeaks.com.